Put God first. Your presence in their lives gives them validation. Our children don't need us to be superheroes. If you do these things, the next generation and the generations that follow will live in a world far better than the one we have today. Men, stand up, be fathers. Welcome to the Inspired Legacy Podcast, Season 1, Episode 20. Hey guys, it's Mark, your host and founder of the Inspired Legacy. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. This podcast is dedicated to you and its purpose is to celebrate fatherhood, equipping men to lead boldly, love unconditionally, and leave a lasting legacy. Well, today is a little bit of a different show. This is the 20th episode, and we launched this show early in 2019. So we haven't been doing it a real long time, but uh, we've been fairly consistent, uh, two episodes a month, roughly. So while we don't have that many episodes in the can, necessarily, we have been doing this for a little while. And again, 20 episodes after many months, uh, it feels like a little bit of a milestone. So I figured, you know, we've We've had guests on every single show up until this point, and so I thought it was time to do something a little different. So today, it's just going to be me flying solo today. There's going to be no guest. Uh, As a result, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to diving in. I knew that when I launched this show, um, it was going to be focused heavily on bringing guests on, uh, people who had specific platforms and who could contribute specific points and and bring a lot of uh, insight into their specific areas of expertise. But I also knew that there were going to be times like today where it was just going to be me uh, giving me a chance to kind of dive into some thoughts that have been bouncing around in my head recently. And so this is going to be the first of many more to come. Again, I'm excited and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, I'm so grateful for the feedback that I've been receiving online. Uh, you know, I get text messages from people who listen to the show and happen to have my phone number, uh, which is great. Uh, people reach out to me on Facebook and on Instagram. So again, just thank you for the feedback. If you like the show and if you haven't already, please consider not only sharing this episode and the show with your friends, but take five minutes and give it a rating and review. Uh, again, this the whole podcast industry really revolves around the number and the quality of ratings and reviews, specifically on iTunes. So if you guys could take just a few minutes to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, I know that iTunes does not make it easy to leave a review. Uh, it's They really make you jump through a lot of hoops. So I wanted to make you guys aware of a new, um, I guess, platform that's available to uh, podcasters. It's called Podchaser, and if you're familiar with IMDb, IMDb, I believe that stands for the Internet Movie Database. Um, they they called they refer to Podchaser as the IMDb of podcasting, and so it's a really easy way for you guys, or and another opportunity for you guys to leave a rating and review on Podchaser versus iTunes. So if you've attempted to leave a rating and review in iTunes before and just felt like it was too much of a headache or didn't understand the process, check out Podchaser. It's really easy and intuitive. And again, just another opportunity for you guys to uh, let me know what you think of the show and help me spread the word. Uh, There's going to be a link to Podchaser in the show notes of this episode to make it real easy for you guys. And finally, as far as housekeeping stuff goes, 
Uh, I know a lot of you listen to the show like online, which is great. You can continue to do so, uh, but it's not necessarily the easiest if you're mobile, so to speak. And so if you're looking for a good app, a good podcasting app, I have used Pocket Casts for years and have loved it. It's super robust. Uh, you can sort your your shows and your episodes by topic. You can do so many things. I mean, I could spend an, an entire hour just going through all of the features within Pocket Casts, but I know it's available for both Apple users and Google users. And now uh, it is free. In the past, it has not been free. They've charged because, again, there are so many features, robust features available. But um, for whatever reason, they've decided to make the app free. And so I would encourage you, if you are looking for a good podcast app, go out and check out Pocket Casts. And again, I'm going to link to their website in the show notes, and you can check that out. Okay. From my perspective, you know, to be the best dad that you can be requires you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And the one way, there's lots of ways to achieve this, but one way is to surround yourself with the right people, right? And, you know, as Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So we've got to surround ourselves with the right people, people we know who are just as concerned about lifting themselves up as they are lifting others up around them. So um, we're going to talk about some ways to do that. And so we first, we start by evaluating who we spend our time with. Evaluate the relationships in your life. You know, relationships are the number one contributing factor to who you are today. And these relationships, they, they shape your entire perspective on the world. So if you hang around negative people day in and day out for years and years, chances are good that you're going <laughs> to, you're going to take on some of those negative qualities that may seem like a bold statement, but it's really, it's true. Our relationships can either set us up for success or they can have the opposite effect. So a uh, quick example, if you've ever been at a, like a professional networking event, you know, chances are that you will try to avoid being associated with people, you know, will damage your reputation, right? So if you're not achieving your goals, it might be time to reevaluate the people closest to you, the ones impacting your decisions, influencing how you treat other people, and who are privy to some pretty private information sometimes. So I'm not about to list all of the possible, you know, desirable traits an individual could or or should have. And I'm not saying we should only seek out perfect people as friends, because as you know, perfect people do not exist. But if you're looking for a really good starting point, I've narrowed my personal list down to just three primary attributes. And I feel that these are qualities that I look for in anyone that I'm accepting into my inner circle of friends. And there are things that I've tried to teach my kids to value in their relationships as well. So the first one is wisdom. You got to have wise people in your inner circle, wise counsel. Proverbs 28, 26 says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Now, it's common practice in the business world, anyway, to surround yourself with a team of people who are smarter than you. But, you know, possessing smarts, it doesn't always mean you're wise. You know, the definition of wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, good judgment. And I would add, you know, maybe knowing how to apply those things in the real 
world. So again, it's quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, and then knowing how to apply those things in the real world. There's a big difference there. Now, we've all had a friend who's you know loyal and fun to hang out with, but has all, <laughs> who has awful ideas. I know you've got a friend like that, or you've had one in the past. I have. Um, it's okay to have these types of friends, but just be careful how much access you give them to your most intimate parts of your life. We will have seasons of life that will demand hard or confusing choices. And when you're living it and caught up in the moment, we need sound, rational advice. We need people who will help us see things clearly. And we need close friends who possess that wisdom and know how to use it. That's the important part. They have wisdom and they know how to use it. They know how to apply it to the real, to the real world, like I said before, and they're not afraid to share it with you. That's another key factor to all of this is, you know, a lot of people do possess wisdom, but they're too, um, I don't know, timid or they're afraid to be, they're afraid to say something that might upset you. And so they'll just keep it to themselves and they won't share it. And I think that is a skill that's probably uh, learned um, and it goes both ways. So if you have a friend who you know is wise and and you sense that they're kind of holding back, just say, listen, man, I, I value your insight and you, the experience, your life experience that you bring to the table here. And I'm asking you for a reason. I need to know, like, what do you think? Just be honest with me. And sometimes you just need to say that and just get it out on the table. So Again, look for friends who possess wisdom, know how to use it, and aren't afraid to share it with you. The second sort of aspect that I look for is somebody who's compassionate. 1 Peter 3.8 says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. I know there have been plenty of times when I've been upset at somebody, and because I'm human, you know, I let that anger sort of cloud my judgment, my attitude towards the person who the person who I'm, who I'm upset with. You know, may, they may have wronged me or they may not have wronged me. Um, but for whatever reason that I'm upset, I, I just let those feelings kind of cloud my judgment. And for many people, you know, who don't have good friends with big hearts willing to step in and help redirect your feelings, that anger can sort of fester into long-term bitterness. And so... I think that that is, it's obviously a very unhealthy place to be, right? When you, when you let something fester and become bitter and you're, you're, you let that bitterness kind of cloud your judgment, um, not only when it comes to that person, but anything that they touch in the world, you know, that is a, it's a bad place, it's a bad place personally, bad place professionally. Fortunately for me in those times, I have had people, a lot of times it's my wife, but not always, that recognize what is happening in my heart. And they use their wisdom, kind of going back to that wisdom point, they use their wisdom and are able to get me to look at the situation differently. And that doesn't mean it's, they have to come in with like some profound statement. Sometimes it's just saying the simplest little things that can kind of trigger um, your mindset to kind of shift just a few degrees, just enough to, to realize, oh, dang it, you're right. I've been, I've been coming at this all wrong. And uh, if we're if we're big enough, if we're man enough to admit that they're right and, and we're wrong, it can it can really go a long way in um, uh, shifting our perspective and, and getting over whatever it is that uh, is our in our way. 
So in one particular case, you know, my eyes were open to the possibility that the person who I felt had wronged me might be going through their own trials in their life. Everybody's fighting a battle, right? You never know what's going on behind the scenes uh, in somebody else's life. And that can sometimes bleed into um, how they treat you, how they impact you. And you may receive that the wrong way. So it's just a reminder that, you know, they that person who's angered you, it probably isn't you. It's probably them. They, they're probably just going through something. They, maybe they're having a bad day. So just kind of keep that in mind. And so, again, going back to my story, this led me to sort of rethink the entire situation. And, again, I, I just quickly realized that I was not demonstrating much compassion of my own. So I took a new compassionate approach with this person, found out that they indeed were dealing with a stressful situation at home. And I had no idea nor would I had if it were not for the wise counsel of a friend with a compassionate heart that again, just sort of pulled me aside and said, look, man, you're this, this is probably what's going on. And they, they kind of spelled out the the situation. Um, They were speculating, but it turns out that they were right. And again, had they had my friend not kind of stepped in and uh, provided some clarity and a, a new perspective, I, I would have let my, feelings cloud my judgment and and um, impact the amount of compassion that I was showing on this individual. The next one is probably the biggest one in my mind, and that is trust. Proverbs 11.13 says, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. You would have an awfully hard time convincing me that trust isn't the single most important quality of a good friend, and not just a friend, a family member. I mean, anybody who you want to have a a strong, lasting, or meaningful relationship, I mean, you've got to be able to trust that individual, right? If you don't have trust, what do you have? But of course, there's varying degrees of trust, right? And it can be earned over time. You know, I trust my dog not to eat my youngest child, but I don't trust him around my neighbor's rabbit. If I, you know, if I sent my daughter to the store with a $50 bill to pick up some groceries, I trust her to bring me my change at a receipt, but I don't necessarily trust her to pay my bills or manage my finances. So the degree of trust uh, deals with matters of the heart. And these are the most personal and intimate aspects of our lives. To divulge these kinds of things requires vulnerability and again, the utmost level of trust in the person that we are confiding in. So when we open ourselves like a book, uh, we've got to do so with extreme caution. Just know who you're opening up to. Are they trustworthy? Not everybody, even people we've known for a long time, is emotionally or spiritually mature enough to handle the responsibility of guarding our most precious thoughts and feelings. On the flip side, If we find ourselves in the role of being that confidant, we need to immediately recognize this and acknowledge its significance. So if you don't think you're up to the task, you need to just be honest about it. But if you are and you accept the responsibility, you've got to live up to that promise. Broken trust is nearly impossible to repair. So now that you guys have a simple blueprint for establishing a solid inner circle, you know, don't put off making changes in your own inner circle if you feel like you need to. You know, make a list of the people that you consider to be your closest confidence, you know, and then compare them against these three traits. So if you've got a handful of buddies 
who, you know, you know that they would go to battle for you, that's great. But just ask yourself when it comes to the really important things, are they are they making you the best version of yourself possible? You know, ask yourself, are they wise? Are they compassionate? And can I trust them with absolutely anything? Do they measure up? Again, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And so I guess I'll leave you guys with this. If you've identified people who may be great friends but aren't a a good fit for your inner circle, what are some ways that you can subtly pivot those relationships without sacrificing them altogether? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You guys can uh, reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know if you guys have any ideas. I'd love to hear them. All right, guys, that is it for today. Again, a really uh, short and sweet one. If you got anything out of today's episode, please share it with a friend. Maybe a friend that you feel fits in those three categories. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, guys, thanks again. Please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share our message because when we work together to lift up fatherhood, we're going to change the world one dad at a time. Until next time, live inspired. Live inspired.